Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Noir and Note podcast. Disclaimer, none of the comments or opinions expressed in this podcast are meant to trigger, offend, or discredit anyone from any race, gender, creed, or sexual orientation. This podcast is primarily focused on sharing my personal thoughts and experiences with a few dashes of comic relief. Thank you. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, my dudes and does. Welcome to another meh edition of Noir Nope. It's Janine here. I apologize if you hear anything in the background. Um, it's Sunday, so I'm doing a little laundry. So the machine is running. But hope you all had an exciting week full of staying socially distant and wearing your mask. If you haven't had your vaccine, and even if you did have your vaccine, still abide by the rules until this is all cleared up which is probably going to be never it's never going to go away guys sorry anyway we're just going to be talking about entertainment news general interest stories you know articles that kind of just made me say hmm as per usual i don't know why i said that that's usually what i do every sunday on here anywho i'm sure you all heard i'm sure you all are eating your cartons of ice cream, crying into your pillows, and are really upset at the news of JLo and A-Rod's breakup. I know, I know, I know, sweetie, it's hard. But who didn't see this coming? Who did not see this coming? Show of hands? Anyone? No? But, okay, I see I see a few in the back. All right, that's why they're in the back. But anyway, I saw this coming, even though I was rooting for JLo. I'm always kind of low-key rooting for her in the love department because she had a little rough. And it just didn't work out. I mean, they I know for a fact they tried to make it work for the kids. And JLo released her statement on Instagram. So that's how we know it's official. But at the end of the day, A-Rod had an addiction. And he couldn't get over his addiction to white blonde women and I am a firm believer in the fact that he was probably up in other people's DMs besides that Madison chick from Southern Charm which I don't watch because it's a little too what's the word I'm looking for confederate for me if you know what I'm saying wink wink nudge nudge and I don't think that she was the first or the last and I was shocked that they were even together A-Rod and J-Lo because that's not usually his type JLo as beautiful as she is you know Latina dark haired at least naturally and A-Rod has you know an affinity for blonde white women it's your thing whatever no judgment but you know usually when men go against the grain and you see yourself and then you see their previous women that they've dated in the past and they look polar opposite to you you might want to run for the hills just saying Anywho, moving on. Well, not necessarily moving on. I think JLo and A-Rod, I don't know, man. I mean, like, she's kind of a boss. She's a conglomerate. She's a lot of things. And A-Rod is, in his respect, you know, a good athlete. But at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of men, even if they get with women that they say are independent and they love the independent women, they mean they want independent women that are independent from their money. They want women that is not going to go after their money, but make their own money. But they still want like the wifey who cooks and cleans and stays at home and rubs your temples and your feet when you get home from a long day of work or 
a long day of flirting with blonde white woman at some local dive somewhere. But, you know, I'm a firm believer that Jayla is going to find someone. I don't know who, but who's to say who's going to be that person? Funny enough, her arch nemesis, Mariah Carey, is living lovely with her little backup dancer. So maybe she should have stuck around with Chris. I don't know. Well, anyways, they broke up. Big whoop. Anywho, tell me if you guys saw this. Jocelyn's Cabaret. It's a new TV show. I think it's on its second season. It premieres on... Was it on Zeus? It was on Zeus at one point, And now I think it's on Epix or something like that. But anywho, it's... The second season is premiering, I believe, today, Sunday. And it was a, you know, sneak peek. And it was kind of like in a style of, you know, flavor of love, real chance at love. Kind of like when the women line up in front of Jocelyn and then she goes into the speech. You know, you know, the staging I'm talking about. And she's talking about, oh, I know you girls had it rough. I'm trying to put you on, blah, blah, blah. And one girl breaks down and cries. And she was like, what's wrong, sweetie? Step up. And the girl's like, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about because I'm I'm from the gutter myself, from the streets. I had had an abortion. I had to abort twins. And Jocelyn's like, you had to abort twins? Oh, my God. And then some heifer in the background says, damn, double homicide. <laughs> and the girl who was talking turns around and says, bitch. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then the clip ends. Now, if that doesn't get people to watch her show, that weren't before it's definitely gonna be people who watch the show now holy shit (laughs) i firmly believe that homegirl meant to say that in her head and it slipped out her mouth we all had that had those moments and jesus christ why would you even say that i mean your body your choice you can do what you want you can it's your body your choice point blank period but to say that you have to actually look up the clip. I don't know if I'm, my explanation has done it justice, but just look up Jocelyn's Cabaret Double Homicide and it will pop up. You might want to clear your browsing history after that, but you know, maybe even private browse. That always works. Moving on, there was an article, New York Times, right? And they were speaking about the mass exodus of New Yorkers and how a lot of them kind of, you know, left for Dodge or ran out of Dodge, whatever the correct terminology or phrase is, and how basically a lot of people were leaving to like the Hamptons and all that other stuff and all that other crap to get away from the actual New York City pandemic. And the problem with that is a lot of people are coming back. The city is, you know, opening up a little bit. They're doing their thing in terms of comedy sellers opening up, people getting heckled, people getting their jobs back at restaurants. Things are becoming back to normal in a sense. And I'm not going to read the whole article because it's a long article from the New York Times, but... There was a couple of snippets that kind of stood out that I thought were kind of interesting. I'm probably going to read them backwards because 
there's one that was like really 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 i'm looking for it sorry so there was a woman by the name of where is she and where's the article oh okay nope that's not her <laughs> you know what would be great if i actually was prepared okay here it is so it says kaylee scales the 40-something former managing director of the black lives matter global network shared some misgivings with the elite argument mr elner a guy earlier in the argument in the article put forth but she agrees with him that the city's various classes must unite to rebuild successfully quote in order to dismantle oppressive exclusive systems we require the participation of those who have traditionally benefited from the most oppressive practices she said we don't need the privileged elite to disappear and spread economic disparity to other markets we need people to roll up their sleeves and help transform true but that's not going to happen because no matter how long i've lived in new york city i have never seen it where even though it's considered a melting pot i've never seen a community of mixed kind of incomes you know the rich if you know new york city you know the rich are usually downtown upper east side fifth ave stuff like that the people who are lower middle class further uptown inwood harlem um east harlem stuff like that new york city has always been kind of segregated but also together if that makes any sense it's very much segregated when it comes to how much money you make and how much money you can afford when it comes to an apartment so i think the whole argument about you know everybody needs to roll up their sleeves and you know get into the gutter and like really build this this city up yeah that's a nice little dream you should wake up because it's not going to happen because this city unfortunately in the beginning the very very beginning it was cool but unfortunately as time progressed people who were in charge you know people who the politicians that have the last word have clearly seen oh well let's cater to the rich the poor can do what they want the poor can fend for themselves let's even market off the poor and the desolate and the individuals who have addictions and by selling them substances to make ourselves richer and to make ourselves even more of an elite people and even though new york like i said is great for food and sightseeing and the mixture of people there's definitely been a divide within the several decades of this city's existence between the rich and the poor it's just a matter of people seeing it for themselves and opening their eyes just a little bit more so the idea is nice that rich people will extend a hand up not a hand out to the individuals who are less fortunate or do not make as much the rich want to continue to be rich they have grown accustomed to their lifestyle and i don't see them spreading it to even the playing field because a lot of times these rich people that's all they have being rich they don't necessarily have a personality 
or any redeemable character traits. Being rich is the only thing that's popping for them. So they want to keep that eliteness about them and they don't want to share. When that whole stock market crash, I don't think a crash happened. When AMC and GameStop, when their stocks skyrocketed and that, I don't even know his name, that bald white old dude was screaming on CNN or MSNBC, one of those talking about some bullshit, but all narrowed down to him being mad that the less fortunate was getting their comeuppance. That said it all. It pretty much just screamed, I'm rich, I want to stay rich, and I don't want anybody to be as rich as me. Especially the people who are not rich now and are trying to get money. I don't want that. I want y'all to stay poor. I want you to stay struggling. I don't care about y'all, but I care about me. I care about my money. I care about what's going on in my bank accounts, but y'all can chill. Y'all can't sit with us. And that's been the vibe of New York City from almost damn near to jump. So even though it's very admirable for her to say and suggest that, I don't think that's something that's going to happen anytime soon. And it's very apparent when everybody left the city, everybody who is well off and rich enough left the city to go to their houses in the Hamptons, to go to their houses in upstate New York or wherever, and left the individuals who can't or don't have the option of leaving stay and fend for themselves. So, you know. There was something else in the article that was actually interesting, but I can't find it. I think it's just mostly people that were grieving the fact that these people are coming back to the city. And I get it. They need to come back to, you know, inflate the economy. But at the end of the day, New York City after or during COVID was chill. You can get to and from places without harassment. The subways were cleaner. They were dangerous still, even more so if you think about it, but cleaner. Times Square, I've never in my 36 years of being on this planet have seen Times Square with no people unless I was there really, really early in the morning. I worked an event really like it's six in the morning and that was the only time I've seen Times Square be completely empty. And it was completely empty during COVID or the pandemic, I should say. And it's just like, it was peaceful. You felt a little peaceful in the terms of not having to rub, oh, not elbows, but rub shoulders, getting to and from where you have to be with the elite, rich, snobby people who pretty much took up all the space in your local coffee shop pretty much sucked up all the life and energy from the streets and were just kind of like uh it was just there were headaches <laughs> they were just their existence was a headache for the most part i'm sure not every rich person is like that but you know if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck and it owns stocks and bonds anywho i just thought that article was pretty interesting and i would read it but it is long very long and I don't want to bog y'all down with a whole bunch of crap that you're probably not going to remember anyways anywho I'll link it in my description another article that I found 
insanely hilarious and a lot shorter. It's titled, it's from NBC News, and it's titled, White Lives Matter Rallies Flop. As hardly anyone shows up, the poor turnout underscores how the country's unpopular and disorganized extremist movements have been driven underground. And then it has a picture of this one lone guy in his little skeleton mask. Anyway, um, in a semi-private encrypted chats, neo-Nazis and other far-right extremists planned rallies in dozens of cities Sunday. But sun- this was April 11th and 12th, so this was earlier. To promote their racist movements and spread their ideologies to larger audiences hyped by organizers as events that would make the whole world tremble, the rallies ran into a major problem. Hardly anyone showed up. The White Lives Matter rally is the first major real-world organizing efforts by white supremacists since 2018 were planned on the encrypted at Telegram, after many aligned groups were alleged to have taken part in the January 6th storming of the U.S. Capitol. The poorest showing underscores how the country's unpopular and disorganized extremist movements have been driven underground by increased scrutiny from the media, law enforcement agencies, and far-left activists who infiltrated their private online spaces and disrupted their attempts to communicate and organize. That's just kind of like the meat and the potatoes of the actual article. Um, But yeah, even the White Lives Matter people are tired. Poor little babies. You know, you have to organize all these racist rallies. You have to find your outfit. You have to like exert so much energy screaming and yelling and crying about how you don't have any rights and how black and Latino people should stop complaining and we need to go back to our country. Screaming exerts a lot of energy, especially when you're screaming hate. This is why, well, this is mostly why when you look at racists, they look like they're melting from the sun. They literally look like if you took some pink or pale pink kind of, what do you call that stuff? Play-Doh and you left it in the sun for about 12, 13 hours. You come back. It's just like stretchy, disgusting puddle. That's what most white lives matter nationalists look like with the exception of what's her name? Toto Lasagna, whatever her name is, Toe Jam Linguistics. I don't know. That bitch on Fox 5 News, the blonde one. She's the only one that's marginally attractive that I can think of off the top of my head. And yeah, that's probably just all smoke and mirrors, quite honestly. But anyway, yeah, that's why all these white lives matter and extremists are so badly aged they all kind of have a look of either they're bald or they have that like military haircut they're wearing nike sneakers that they got from this sales rack at tj maxx that were about 39.99 they have those what do you call them i don't know what they're called oakley sunglasses like real narrow ones that they wear behind their head like guy fieri (laughs) they all have a certain look and of course cargo shorts can't forget the cargo shorts so they all have a generic appearance to them and they all look like if i tapped them they would crack and crumble like paper mache 
And if they would have actually spent that time on moisturizing, skincare regimens, I mean, come on. Your priorities are clearly not in order. You're worried about what my black ass is doing and what Latino people's asses are doing. And you are just letting yourself go. Even the women, like they have about eight stomachs and four chins. They're real pink, especially when they scream real loud. They're just like screaming to the top of their lungs and they turn real red, kind of look like a piglet. I don't get it. I don't get why you worried about everybody else but yourself. And they're always wearing like those little, they look like Birkenstock sandals, but you know they're not Birkenstocks because Birkenstocks are like $100, $140. These are like the ones that you can get for 25 bucks on Amazon. How do I know? Because I wanted a pair of Birkenstocks, not like the ones that they wore. And I found a cheap alternative for $25 on Amazon. Ended up not buying them though. They're usually <laughs> wearing sunglasses and they usually are over the age of like 50. But there are young races out there, of course, minding other people's business, but I'm rambling on. I say all that to say, listen, chill out racist people because not even your fellow racist friends are meeting up and going to the rallies they're burnt out they have what was it eight years under 45s um orders and you know leadership all that screaming and sign holding and stomping and organizing they are tired they're motherfucking tired and they should be because if if they were just chilling and minding their business and being racist on you know the low on the QT they would have been fine but you also this is also not a good thing that the white rallies or the white lives matter rallies are dying down because now they're going into secret hidings they probably have any little meetings in their basements and shit like that it was great when they were out in the open where you can spot the racism you know what I'm saying? Now, like the roaches that there are, you turn on the lights and they're running around scattering. So that's the only drawback about these White Lives Matter rallies not really popping up as much and having low showmanship. Because now we have to like guess who the racists are now. They're back in hiding. Now we have to like really listen hard to what they say and pinpoint out the microaggressions and you know, the part-time racists and the subtle, subtle things that people say that if you're a person of color, you probably wouldn't catch on to. But if you're a person of color, you kind of get the subtle notes of racism that people say. That's not just outward saying or calling you the N-word or the S-word if you're Hispanic, Latino, or the C-word if you're Asian. It's very subtle racism that you can only probably spot if you're a person of color. So now we have to guess. It's a guessing game now. It's like, you remember that game, Guess Who? That was my favorite board game ever. And I can't find it because I tried to buy it and I can't find it anywhere. So it's like that. So we have to like ask each other, does this person have a beard? No? Okay. Click, 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 click. Does this person have a red nose? Okay. Click, 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 click. Does this person have a 
a goatee, no, mutton chops. Oh, is it Randy from accounting? Oh, he's the racist. Oh man, that really, whoa, I am shocked. Damn, I had no idea it was Randy, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Now we have to actually dig deep and find these racist motherfuckers and see if they are who they say are. It's just annoying now. I mean, I'm glad we don't see all that bullshit as hate smacking us in our faces because we just had a 13-year-old boy, a Hispanic kid, get shot and killed in Chicago for no reason. We have the young man in Minnesota. Is it Minnesota? Oh, there's so many. It's just like so many killings of innocent black people and Hispanic people. It's like, how do you keep up? Honestly. So it's good to not have as much racism smack us in the middle of the face every, you know, three to six hours. But at the end of the day, I feel like show yourself, show yourself. If you're proud, you're loud, you're extremist, let us know so we can stay the fuck away from you. Concludes this week's episode of Noir and Nope. Feel free to come back next week, same time, same place. Until then, have a great week, everyone.